Hello, podcast listeners. You've reached This Marketing Life, and I'm your host, Fiona McEachran. This Marketing Life is the podcast that discusses the real-world challenges and opportunities facing today's marketing manager. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes and visit thismarketinglife.com to subscribe to future episodes and cool marketing management goodies. And if you have any questions about marketing management, please contact me. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, data, and what it really means to be a data-driven marketer. Times have changed. We have a lot of technology out there. And as marketers, this enables us to truly prove ROI when we're, when we're rolling out our strategies and plans and campaigns and stuff. So from a marketing management perspective, you really do want to be utilizing and focusing on this data to help you make better decisions and help you to achieve your goals. But, you know, what, what does it really mean to be a data-driven marketer? Because it's, it sounds like a really, really great idea, but in practice, there needs to be some elements there that enable you to do so. And I'm just going to run through what I think it takes and what needs to happen to become this data-driven marketer. So the first thing is leadership in the business. Ultimately, the leaders in your company, in your business, in your team cannot just passively support this idea of being data-driven. They need to actively support it. They need to help in breaking down silos in the teams in the business. They, they really need to be on the front foot and need to embed this, this attitude and this mentality of being data-driven into every single aspect of the business. This is probably the first thing that needs to happen for you to be a, be a proper data-driven marketer in your company. Because if, if you don't have the support of the executive, if you don't have the support of the leaders in the business, then you will be struggling. You will be struggling to get the, the information you need from from teams and from other colleagues. So this is one of the first things. So you need to get that buy-in. Uh, the other thing you need to do is you need to understand very clearly, this part's probably a little bit easier, but you need to understand the goals of the business. So you need to know where the business is, where the business is going, what metrics are there available, what metrics impact marketing. You need to know what the plans are for the sales, for growth. And then so then you can map all of your marketing metrics to these metrics. So you need to know what time frame there is, where you want to be, basically smart goals. You need to have smart goals enabled and supported by the leadership team so that you can be a data-driven marketer to help achieve these goals. So once you've got your leadership buy-in, the next step is to do research and do an audit, a kind of a, a look at where the business is now in terms of where they're tracking their data. So it's a matter of uh, what tools is the business using? I mean, I know that there are like 9,000 marketing softwares out there now. I heard this number and I, I saw all these logos on a screen at a recent event that I went to. And it is truly overwhelming the amount of technology and tools that are available for marketers to to do their work and to track their campaigns and everything. So it it's a matter of knowing your MarTech stack, knowing 
what marketing tools are currently being used in the business. And then understanding what additional tools you need to achieve what you, the data you need. So you need to understand what tools are happening in the business. You need to make a list of the data that you're pulling out now and the data that you want in the future to enable you to make smarter campaign decisions and create smarter strategies. Then once you know where the lay of the land is and you have your goals and you have your to- the tools that your business is currently using, you need to look at what exactly what metrics you want to record on an ongoing basis and how you're going to report these metrics. Because you don't really want to have your marketing party where you just collect your marketing metrics and you you just you stay in your marketing silo. You want metrics that you can communicate to the business leaders so that you can clearly explain what are the outcomes of the campaigns that you're running. And you need to have metrics that you can explain to other people in the business. I mean, depending on the size of your enterprise, you need to be able to communicate those to various teams so that they can see where they fit in with marketing as well. I mean, you need to be heavily involved with IT. IT needs to be your best friend. I mean, the IT teams and the marketing teams need to be truly united so that the marketing data can be pulled out and they can help you organize that data and help you set up the softwares to track that data. You need to be linked in with sales. Sales needs to understand exactly where the marketing data fits alongside sales data so you can show and work together with sales on how you are achieving your goals for the business together. So you need to understand who is who in your marketing team is going to be responsible for which KPIs, for which data, who needs to be tracking what to prove that they're performing in their role. Now, of course, this depends. You, you, you may be a marketing manager of one or two or three. You may be a marketing team of 10 or 12 or even bigger. So it's a matter of understanding who's pulling out what metrics and who in who in the marketing team is res- exactly responsible for which metrics. You also need to decide what is the frequency of the reporting. I, uh, I was recently at a Salesforce uh, World Tour or show or expo or whatever it was, and there was a really great presentation on data and they were talking about the value of, of the frequency or, and, and the timing of data. And the, the, they explained on stage that uh, instant data and fast data is incredibly helpful and long-term data is incredibly helpful. When we're talking about long-term, we're probably thinking 6, 12, 24-month data. That's long-term now these days. And somehow that data that's kind of in the middle, doesn't you can't really use that to make good marketing decisions because... You've, it's kind of lapsed past that instant data where you can take immediate action on it and it's not doesn't have the long-term data view. So an example of this may be if you've just started tracking, you get to the end of your first quarter, so you pass that instant data moment and you get to the end of your first quarter or three months and then you have three months worth of data. Now, in terms of reporting, you can't do a huge amount with that kind of mid in the middle uh, in terms of time frame data because you've got nothing to compare it to you haven't got a previous quarter to compare it to and you don't have you know the longer term time frame to make better sense of that data so it's a matter of uh, 
understanding that in your reporting that you yes you do want to be reporting probably monthly monthly is a good uh, place to start in terms of uh, for the time that is required and the resource that is required to gather the data if you don't have so much automation and your reporting set up you, there may be a lot of manual data gathering initially so I would say you want to report monthly you want to look more specific quarterly possibly six monthly but then annually when you want to have your annual looking at annual data as it's turning over will give you better ideas and then it also creates a, a framework so that people know the the times time scales and time frames that the data is going to be reported on so I, also in this in this area you want to understand how that reported data should be displayed now depending on who you're sharing the data with you may want to be using a business intelligence software like tableau or meltwater or someone like this who will who can help you display the data so other business units and executives can understand the data that you've pulled out. So you want to be able to show, you know, you can have comparative charts, bar charts, um, you can use pictures, you can use pie charts. It's not just having, it's not just gathering the data, you need as a marketer to be able to communicate this data in the simplest way possible so that other business units and executives can understand exactly what the data means. So that from a, a metrics and reporting point of view, you need to understand who, like I, like I mentioned, who is responsible for what. So I have some examples in terms of the kind of roles like I said, you may be a big marketing team or you may be a smaller marketing team. So for example, you want to have these KPIs. So if you have a, a content marketer in your team, you want to give them KPIs that are data driven that help them make decisions. So you might want to be tracking stats like unique blog visitors, social share of posts, blog traffic as a percentage of, of website traffic, return visitors to the website, these kind of KPIs will show that content is delivering results. And of course, the great thing about some of these metrics is you can easily get them from sources like, like Google Analytics. Um, if you have a PR person or PR agency, you're wanting to see data around, you know, what kind of uh, brand mentions are happening out there. You know, what kind of brand sentiment is there? What kind of reach is happening? As well as specific article mentions. You want to be able to calculate your advertising value equivalency. So you know that um, you're getting this much value in your PR as opposed to if you'd paid for advertising. In social media, you want to be measuring KPIs like the audience size. I mean, this is a fairly standard simple KPI to measure but then you want to get uh, engagement and ultimately you want to track from social media channels through to filling in a contact form or or be ultimately becoming a customer so you want to have a range of KPIs around social media around operations you want to have you know the standard KPIs in terms of how many marketing qualified leads are being generated how many uh, sales qualified leads uh, what is the conversion rate between the stages? How many, how, what, you know, what is, what, how long people are traveling down the funnel? You want to be able to track some of these metrics as well to help you make decisions.
Because if you've got a huge gap from marketing qualified to sales qualified lead and a short gap from sales qualified to conversion, then you want to be able to take that data and look at why that that process is taking so long. Maybe that is just considering the number of stakeholders and decision makers, maybe that journey can't be shortened. But unless you have that data, you don't you don't know what you don't know. Then you've got various uh, web marketing, uh, web marketer um, KPIs in terms of how many people are filling in contact forms, how many unique visits you're getting to your website. You want to have uh, SEO KPIs that you're measuring on in terms of traffic to your website from organic search or conversions from organic search. There are other acquisition KPIs that you could have in terms of split testing. Um, you know, number of split tests run on landing pages or number of split tests run on email campaigns. If you have these KPIs, this will help you make decisions. Uh, customer marketing is becoming incredibly valuable. Uh, we've known for a long time that um, it is much easier to get a cu- get a customer, existing customer to rebuy from you than it is to go out and get a brand new customer. So you want to have a look at metrics around your customer marketing. You know, NPS may be suitable, uh, a suitable metric, but maybe not the only metric. You want to look at uh, upsell metrics or cross-sell metrics or churn metrics of customers. You want to look at the data on the number of case studies or testimonials you're getting from customers. How many are brand advocates? What is the lifetime value? You know, once you realize that you need all this data, you will then figure out the best way to collect it and to aggregate it to help you make better decisions as a marketing manager. So at the end of the day, it's not just about putting money on and putting your marketing budget on branding and the hope and pray approach that if we invest in branding, then more people will be aware of our business. It's truly about understanding the data and getting away from this idea of big data that you need all to be gathering all this data. It's not so important to just be gathering, gathering, gathering. Like I say, you log into Google Analytics and there is a an ocean, there is a world of data in Google Analytics, but I'd say you'd be better off understanding which five pieces of data you want to get out on a regular basis out of Google Analytics and not getting too bogged down in all the other bits and pieces. You know, in Google Analytics, you can see which city people are coming to based on their IP address to your website, but maybe that's not the most important metric if you're not geographically focused business. So it's a matter of truly understanding what metrics you want first before you go out there and just start gathering, 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 um, and knowing how you want to sort it and display it really is what behind, is behind making you a data-driven marketer. So that kind of explains the approach to data-driven marketing. You need to have the leadership. You need to have a plan in place. You can't just, uh, you know, you need to look at everything that you're doing in terms of being a data-driven marketer so that it is embedded in every stage of your marketing team's journey. So, you know, uh, what are some resources and examples? Well, I will put a few in the show notes uh, on thismarketinglife.com of some examples of uh, data-driven marketing. There are, there are a lot of examples out there and some may be applicable to you and some may not be. Like I said, everything depends on your goals and exactly what you want to measure. 
Another thing I, I might mention as well is uh, data-driven marketing has been linked to a very popular term lately called growth hacking. So uh, I think growth hacking in itself is, is tied to a lot of SaaS and software and, and tech businesses, mostly because these businesses, uh, they survive online and they need to be constantly tracking conversions and data from their website to enable to test and measure and, and quickly turn around marketing campaigns and tweak marketing campaigns so that you're hacking your own campaigns to get faster results and better results for the business. So if you see growth hacking linked to being a data-driven marketer, uh, don't be surprised. In terms of other resources, get onto Google and Google Analytics and Google um, resources there, Google Search Console. Uh, go and uh, have a look on HubSpot's website. HubSpot has some resources around this. Marketo has some resources around this. Uh, Salesforce has some resources around this. Go and, and sign up to their blogs and webinars and have a look. Like I mentioned before, in terms of some business intelligence software like uh, Tableau and Meltwater, these guys have some good resources as well around being a data-driven marketer. And it is just, it is about being a better marketer. I think being a data-driven marketer is is about you know proving your results, proving the data, being able to adjust campaigns more quickly if they're not working, but also the data can be used to craft out future strategies and also give you freedom for creativity. You know, some previously you'd come up with a creative for a campaign and it would run three six months and then you would you know readjust. Uh, the campaign then but now with these insights that come back so fast you can it, it does push you to be more creative if you push some uh, campaign out there and it's not generating the results you you will have to think on your feet and possibly come up with a with a alternative campaign a lot faster so I think you know I've read some some information that says being data driven can can take the focus off creativity but I disagree I think being data driven puts the focus on creativity because you do have to think more creatively. That said, there there might be some risks with becoming a completely data-driven or data-informed, as I prefer, marketer. There are some things like you can't, as a marketer and to have good relationships with your customers so that they like and trust you. It just can't be all about the data. There are some things that I don't know if, if you need to measure everything with data. Um, it can make you, it can seem a little cold because you know data can be cold and marketing and sales should be about nurturing and building those relationships. Um, you can start to feel kind of the coldness. I mean, I, I felt some of it, you know, every time I feel like as a, a, a prospect or as a customer, every time I feel like data is pushing me into a marketing funnel, I kind of recoil a bit. So it, I do think being data driven has its risks and I think you need to handle it carefully. I mean, I got today an email coming in that said to me, you know, hi Fiona, a little birdie told me that you were on our pricing page on our website and I just wanted to ask you if you had any questions. 
And I get it. They've obviously got automation set up. They've got lead scoring set up. They're letting data uh, notify sales and make decisions. But this is where you've really got to keep these conversations open between marketing and sales because, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I, I don't like getting that email saying, hey, ha, 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 we've been spying on you, which you probably already know. And so, and we have this data that tells us that you are on this page in our website. And as a result, we're reaching out to you. It's, there is, it's a gray area and it is a complex area to be thinking about, you know, how you use this data and how you use it to communicate and connect. Because, you know, when when the automation is connected to these data-driven decisions, it can it can go wrong, and you need to be prepared for this. I mean, you know it when you get that super super weird email that comes out to you that says "Hi, first name," or "Hi, there." You know, you were recently. You know, you just you can just. I think that moment that you feel that you're in in the automation. I think that's automation gone wrong. I don't think that that you should. Or maybe it's not automation gone wrong, but I think you shouldn't try to personalize automation so that it, when it breaks, it becomes obvious that it's over-personalized automation. I think have your automation set up, but don't make them too personalized. Talk to sales and have a plan go out so that sales can send a personalized email that is not automated. Does that make sense? Like I said, I'm still like all data-informed and data-driven marketers. I'm still figuring out the balance, the right way so that you do use this data to run good campaigns and nurture your customers, but you don't hit that spot that makes people think, ooh, you know, that just, that's not a natural part of the journey for me with this business, that hi, you were on our website and the data told us this. So while I think it is important and I think it's good to be foundational in terms of having KPIs and understanding the data and communicating the data to everybody in the business, I do think you need to be self-aware and be constantly getting that feedback to and, and making sure that you're not getting into that uncomfortable gray area that the data takes away from that importance of that relationship and the importance of that communication, whether it's internally or externally. So, so that's it. That's what I think it is to be a data-driven marketer. I think it is important to measure marketing. It is important to understand what data you want to be pulling out and that you're helping the business invest well and invest in marketing well and achieve those goals that the business has and you're supporting the other units of the business. So uh, I would I would love to know what you think. Uh, what have you done that has been data informed or data driven? Do you think data driven has gone too far? You know, I would love to know your thoughts. And, um, you know, just uh, you know, hit me up on thismarketinglife.com, send me your feedback, send me your thoughts. I, I would love to know. So thanks for listening. If you like the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Also, please visit thismarketinglife.com to view the show notes and subscribe to future episodes. I would love your feedback. 
If you have any burning questions on marketing management, you can ask on the website, through Twitter, on the Facebook page, or just email me at hi at thismarketinglife.com. I'm Fiona McEachran. Until next time, keep marketing.